Mm. Oh my god, this is like a John Woo film. Hey, what's up internet? It's the artist here, Virtual Bacon. Um, just remastering another episode for our new YouTube channel called The Salt Shakers FGC. Um, before we begin, I just want to give shout outs to the Omen Squad and Omen by HP for their support. And Standing Fierce for always running awesome events for our local scene in New Zealand. Um, so yeah, if you guys like the stuff that we put out, be sure to follow us, um, Salt Shakers FGC or Salt Shakers NZ FGC on YouTube. Facebook, um, Instagram, our individual Twitters, and now we're on Spotify. So yeah, without further ado, here we go. Welcome to the Super Soul Shaker Podcast. Drax. The next podcast. 
Well, hello there, everyone. How's everyone going? How's everyone doing? Uh, my name is Drax, and I'll be taking the lead for the show today. Um, so just before we have War, Waikato Arena Rampage, we have a very special guest with us, Clockwork. Daniel, how are you, man? I'm doing all right. I'm actually yeah, doing good, man. Doing good. Um, hopefully, it's good weather over there. Um, we've just had a storm recently. Um, cars no. being knocked down by trees. Oh, shit. <laughs> nah, it's so bad, man. Um, so, yeah, just to start off, you're actually from... Am I correct to say that you're from Taiwan? Uh, so, I, I'm from LA. I'm from Los Angeles. I was in Taiwan for, for almost a year for work, but I'm back now. Oh, okay. Um, in California, right? Yeah, in California, Los Angeles. Ah, yeah. What's the best thing about California? The best thing about California is easily the weather, and the weather, the food, and in my opinion, the the multiculturalism. The multiculturalism. In my opinion, yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, they got any good food places over there too? So yeah, the, the thing is, in, in LA, if you want something. Let's say if I wanted the most authentic Mexican food and I go to Mexico and it's a 10 out of 10. If I go to China, it's a 10 out of 10 or whatever, right? In California, you can find that same stuff, but it'll be a 9 out of 10. Oh, yeah. Well, that's USA, isn't it? It's always about, you know, giving you the best day. USA. USA. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, you're a Marvel player, which, I mean, if anyone touches the game, that's the law. They should know who you are, at least. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're a Strider, you, you play Strider, um, what's the team that you're using at the moment? Uh, in Marvel Infinite, uh, I'm rotating between a few teams, um, I use uh, Strider uh, combined with uh, Black Widow, with Space, with Winter Soldier, uh, still figuring out the stone, and my strongest team is probably Strider, Monster, Hunter, Soul. Oh, have you abandoned Gamora? Are you not using Gamora at all? You know, I use her a little bit still. Uh, it's just that I'm juggling a lot of characters, and I'm, I'm typically, uh, I typically don't. At, when I, so when I used to play, uh, uh, when I used to play fighting games, uh, like back in the day, I, it was to the point where I could play like you know at least half the cast, sometimes the whole cast. Like if I play CBS two, I could play random select, you know. But uh, generally for Marvel, I kind of stick to only what I play, uh, usually because I either really like it that much, or I just think that I still have, you know, more boundary pushing to do. So for example, Marvel 2, I almost exclusively use, uh, Sentinel Strider Doom in Marvel 3. I, uh, towards the, the second half of it, I used almost exclusively Virgil Doom Strider. Uh, but I find myself, uh, using a ton of different characters, for me at least, a ton, uh, in Marvel Infinite. Uh, one, because there's no Doom, right? So since there's no Doom, that means I can kind of shop around a bit. Otherwise, yeah. you know, Doom's in the game might be character locked. Uh, and two, I really enjoy the character designs in Marvel Infinite. Like, I, you know, I enjoy them in the other games as well, but in Marvel Infinite, I really, I really like the characters that uh, I play. Uh, and... It's kind of weird because the characters I play besides Strider, I don't even think they really fit my style. But as a result, it kind of lets me what, exercise some uh, what some exploration in my in my game and my style, right? Yeah. Be watery. What that. is? How would you describe your style? It's not quite the hanging back defensive um, type, is it? <laughs> no, it's kind of going in all guns blazing. 
yeah, you know what? It's uh, uh, yeah, I I play a bit reckless sometimes, but I think what it is is that um, you ever play you ever play Final Fantasy Tactics? No, I haven't. You ever play XCOM? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't played XCOM, but I think they do something similar in strategy tactics RPGs where. You know, you choose to do an attack, and and it'll give you this percentage of it connecting, right? You have a sixty percent chance of this shot hitting. Are you going to take it? Kind yeah. of thing, right? And in Final Fantasy Tactics, sometimes to do some of like the most ridiculous things, you it'll be like a ten percent chance, a fifteen percent chance. I think my game in Marvel is if I am feeling comfortable, I will take every single opportunity to do something crazy or offensive or weird or sick or whatever that I get even if it's like a 5% chance 2% chance if I see the opportunity I'll, I'll take it and it gets me in trouble a lot but sometimes every now and again something cool happens you kind of need to mix it up a bit I know like you kind of want to throw a Hail Mary out there uh, yeah except I'll go for every Hail Mary opportunity I get sometimes <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just but, makes the games more exciting though yeah, yeah I mean that's, that's how I like to play oh yeah so you do you dedicate any of your time to other games? Like, do you have you transitioned to playing other games just as passionately? Um, well, just as passionately, uh, definitely no. Uh, uh, no, no, fi- no, no Final Fantasy ventures. I'm sorry. No Final Fantasy ventures. <laughs> uh, you know what? When the game first came out, I was going actually really hard into Dissidia. I think Final Fantasy Dissidia and T is really good. It's one of the best games I've played in a really long time, actually. Um, they just recently had an update where they fixed some matchmaking issues and all that. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, yeah, there was like maybe two or three weeks where it was not, that, that's all I was playing. I, I took a little break from Marvel, and but I'm back now, and I haven't really been playing the city as much, but I really like the city. It's really good seeing you um, play Marvel and streaming Marvel, and it's such a weird time because a lot of people aren't streaming that said game. Um, it yeah. actually angers people to see people. It angers people to see others streaming that game. Have you had any weird, um, weird interactions with people when you're streaming MVCI? Uh, it's just the usual. You know, people pop into the chat. Hey, people still play this game, and <laughs> just people chill like that's like nothing serious. I wouldn't say. It's just interesting <laughs> the lack of streaming for Pretty it much. though. Sorry, say it again. It's just interesting seeing the lack the lack of streaming for it though. Like just on any given weekend, just like no one is like they're playing UMVC three rather than Infinite. Hmm. I, I don't really pay attention too much to to the trends as far as who's streaming what. I just kind of I turn on my stream for my PS three or for my for PS four. You know, most of the time, so I'm not really browsing Twitch or anything like that. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised, right? Yeah. No, too true. I mean, if you had to change anything about that game, Infinite, what would you personally change? Mm, I think the biggest thing is for them to uh, to some sort of rehaul of um, the, there's a few instances where your inputs will be eaten by uh, another player's tag, and I think that somehow that needs to be reworked. I think that's my biggest gripe with the game. Okay, but battle wise, like gameplay wise, like it's still it's still a good game. I mean, it looks funny, but it still plays really well, from what I hear. 
Yeah, you know what? It's uh, I played Marvel three for what, like seven, eight years. I played Marvel two for ten plus. You know, I was playing Marvel two every day. Uh, I really enjoyed Infinite. I've, I've, I, you know, I've only been playing it for maybe six, seven months, but it's. I mean, it's on track to be my favorite one. Your favorite one? Wow. Yes, my What's the transition like then going from all the older Marvel titles and then to this one? Uh, it's, it's a bit rough Strider wise because Strider, they change, like, they don't change his, 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 uh, moves really. What they do is they change the inputs for them drastically. So I don't think he's, I don't think any of his moves have shared the same input from game to game. So it kind of, it takes a bit of adjusting for me to go forward and back, uh, between Marvel games just because of Strider. Uh, but besides that, uh, I would say that, uh, from Marvel to Marvel, uh, a lot of the, well, I mean, this one's way different. Marvel Infinite's obviously way different than the other two, but uh, a lot of the core tenets of movement and defense and offense and all that are, are still intact. So, uh, I think I, me as a Marvel player, I feel right at home with two or three or infinite. Oh, yeah. It's just... It's such a shame with the amount of characters that they've had for this game. Like, do, what are your what's your thoughts on just the character roster in general? Uh, I mean, I enjoy the roster. I again, I use more characters in this game than I have in two or three. So, I there's obviously <laughs> there, there's there there are some unfortunate omissions, right? Like the but I I enjoy the roster. I, I think Monster Hunter is like the uh, one of the sickest Marvel characters, Marvel's Capcom characters that's never been in the series. Uh, yeah, Winter Soldier's awesome. Uh, Strider is, you know, it's one of his best iterations. So there, there are obvious omissions that was do more in the game or Commando or something. But I mean, I, I like, I like the roster. Because yeah, because there was always talk about that game being such a rushed project, and that you know the characters lacked the selection lacked variety. I mean, it would have been cool to see characters like. You know, the X-Men, you know, the X-Men franchise. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, none of that stuff really concerns me as a player. You know, like, it, it's... Like, the game is caught up in, in, in corporate politics and we have to deal with it. But I'm a player before anything else and I really enjoy the way the game plays. So that's... Uh, everything else is, is noise to me. Like, I feel like talking about the roster, talking about how the game is doing, these are things that uh, people who... Right, like all that stuff is besides the game for me. It's besides the game. You know so, what I mean? Yep, no, definitely. So I guess me asking you as a player, is Marvel ever gonna really die? I mean, as long as people are playing, I mean it's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you can be honest. No, I mean I just people love to ask me this stuff, and I I think what people don't realize is I don't care about that that that, that stuff. You know, I'm not, I'm from the arcade. I don't give a shit about esports or how many copies a game sells. I don't know how Marvel 2 did. You know what I mean? You're just doing your thing. Yeah, and so as far as I'm concerned, it's just a semantics thing. What does dead mean to you? And the internet as a collective have a million different definitions for what dead is, right? But I just came from New York playing in a tournament, you know, that, that had really heated competition. And since the game came out, I've flown like to six or seven different tournaments to play. So, I mean, take that as you will. You know what I mean? Yep. 
So, with your presence at tournaments, because you you play a lot online, like you're an online warrior. Um, mm. But how many tournaments have you been? How many tournaments have you been to? Like, are there some that you like? What are the big ones that you want to go to? Uh, I really want to go to Combo Breaker. I've never been to Combo Breaker. Uh, I would consider going to CEO. There's one in Indianapolis that's coming up. Uh, yeah, and, and I've flown into, well, I've been to New York, I've been to Chicago, I've been to Canada, right? Uh, a bunch of SoCal tournaments. So, I, I, you know, I, I really, I really enjoy traveling, but I don't enjoy airports or airplanes anymore to the point where I just can't stand it. Uh, with that said, uh, I love the game that much that I, I've been forcing myself to, to, to travel around. Basically, uh, when I'm approached about going to a tournament or whatever, I usually force myself to say yes. And then the week of, I'm like, man, why did I agree to go to this? And then when I have to go to the event, it's I have an awesome time. So it's that's kind of been the cycle for me in traveling in this game. Okay, I I don't know if you remember that far back, um, but you were in Australia. Um, God, I can't even remember the year. But you, because you meet you know a lot of people that are fans who know who you are. Um, mm. I think you actually met a New Zealand guy. I think you might have been at a tournament in Australia around October, this is going like way back, like five, six years ago or something. Yeah, I remember, I remember the first time I met all that, we took a picture together. Yeah. Do you remember who that is? You know what, I have a picture and he told me that I saw, I don't remember the name, I remember the face. Yeah. And uh, I believe he told me that he has a brother as well and they both are, I guess what, Strider players or Clockstrider fans or something, but I remember he said uh, either he said for himself or said for his brother or something. He's like, yeah, I can, I can strike this off of my bucket list meeting clockwork. <laughs> <laughs> Bang on, brother. Bang on. Because, um, no, no, because one of the two guys, one of the two brothers, uh, uh -huh. his name is Dave and he actually runs our local tournament scene here. Okay. okay. And yeah, he's such a big fan of yours. And when he found out that we were able to get you, man, yeah, crazy. <laughs> so happy. Well, because you know yeah, when, because you know when people say, "Oh, you know, I'm a fan of this person. It'd be great to get them on," and you know, they, and then they're generally like, "Oh, wow, you got it." But I think he was, I think he was well beyond happy. Eh? <laughs> uh, yeah, what's up, Dave? Shout out to, to you uh, when you watch this, if and when. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Shout out to Standing Fierce, man. They do a lot for our community, and they've come so far from when he met you till now. Like we have majors at our. You know, we have majors in uh, pretty much like Auckland, Hamilton, Wellington, like just all the major cities. Like it's really, it's really grown a lot, man. I wish you could see what he's done. You know, I'd love to visit someday, man. Oh, you'd be another, oh, another OE, please. Yes. Let's get yeah. clockwork on the map. I'd love to visit. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it, it's a bit uh, expensive to get out to that part of the world. And luckily I have won uh, a, a tournament that he, uh, the Shadow Showdown guys ran over here to, to get me out there, which is how I was able to make it out there. I had a super good time. Uh, yeah, I would love to check out New Zealand, man. I hear it's really green out there. Hey, man, you'd be welcome with open arms, guaranteed. Yeah. So we have a lot of young players entering the scene, and mm. a lot of them won't know. I'm sure a lot of them won't know this particular story, but I was wondering if you could go over the... Uh, money match that you had with a certain player at the end of the Marvel 2 era? Uh, so you mean Neo? Yes. Gotcha. Um, 
So, so how did this, that even come about? Like, who even stepped up and said, "Yeah, I'll do it." Uh, so this guy, uh, his name's Neo. He was kind of he was a new school player, and he was uh, he was doing really well, and he was challenging uh, all these people for uh, first attends for money. Uh, good players, but not like anyone on top, really, right? Yeah. And um, he's from what Central California? He's from what Bakersfield? I think he's from Bakersfield or Fresno or something. I think Bakersfield. Um, and he had just won, like, he, he came off a money match. I think he played this guy named, uh, he played, uh, wait, who did he play? He played Chaos, he played my friend Wes, he played a bunch of people, and he beat these guys. And uh, he beat uh, this guy named Sue Mighty, who was, uh, you know, a Marvel 2 legend, but at the time when he played, you know, he wasn't in practice or anything like that. And he beat uh, this guy named Finesse at an arcade called Family Fun, and they recorded this. Uh, or was it Finesse or Chaos? Anyway, uh, he had been clamoring to play me. So basically his thing was, he wasn't, <laughs> and of course, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is how it is, but he was not willing to play high stakes money matches against Justin Sanford and Gipes. These guys were, back in the day, uh, almost untouchable. But he wanted to play against someone that was really good uh, that, you know, he wasn't willing to play them because he wouldn't win, but he would, he would challenge me because he had a chance to beat me, right? Yeah. Uh, I was I, I was out of practice. And so at the end of this video, or at the end of this money match, they're recording a video. He's like shouting. You can probably find this on YouTube still. Uh, he's shouting about, I want clockwork when you play clockwork, right? And uh, I remember I was going through some drama at the time or whatever. So I was like, whatever, let's play right yeah like i'm down to play and so they set it up at west coast war zone and i remember i trained with my my good friend bill wellman for that week in marvel 2 i was i was driving over to his place he lived like an hour away and just staying with him and, and practicing marvel 2 and they yeah they had it at this tournament called west coast war zone it was the third iteration of it and i think that saturday uh we played and this was mind you uh this was after the last Marvel 2 Evo, 2010, but this was before, a month before Marvel 3 was to be released. Uh, so this was considered like... A nice little last, kickoff, the last hoorah. Yeah, this was considered the last big money match. And uh, yeah, I mean, you could you could watch it on YouTube. I think that thing has like half a million views or something. Yeah, I think it's like <laughs> the, the full two-hour video or something. Yeah, man, it's just insane. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's a marathon, yeah. And I'm, I think to this day... Uh, especially when I've traveled to East Coast and all that, people was come coming to me and say, "Hey, yeah, man, uh, you know that, that watching that match—that's that's what got me into fighting games." Or sometimes I watch to see if you make the comeback or and all that. It's really humbling to hear stuff like that. I mean, I played played my heart out, couldn't couldn't quite get it. Uh, he he wanted it to be first to fifteen instead of first to ten because you know he's good friends with Fnatic at the time, and Fnatic he recently had this match where. He, it was first to 15, and he was down 9-14 and came back six games. Jeez. And because of that, he told Neo, like, make that match first to 15. And the thing with me is, and with Strider Doom, you have to play with a certain intensity, and it's really hard to keep that up for a long period of time. So, you know, uh, eventually I, I ran out of steam, and I 
I, I at one point I was up like eight four, <laughs> and then uh, I kind of got worn down. My execution was off, all that, and it scored ended up being fifteen fifteen twelve or fifteen thirteen or something like that. Fifteen twelve. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, it was a it was a nuts match. I had a lot of godlike plays. <laughs> I had a lot of clutch clutch comebacks and all that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just my my execution wasn't sharp enough to to, to keep that up. Did you know that you that did you so you knew you had to keep that intensity um, for the later for the later sets? Do you do well in the in longer sets, or are you kind of your best at a you know best of three situation? Can you are you good in short or long um, sets? Uh, you know, to be honest, I'm definitely better in short, just because I am. Yeah, the, I, I well. It's it's hard to say because I think uh, I'm fine I'm I'm fine playing in the long set, but what it is and, and this is something that Justin Wong has told me like I, that I run out of steam and what that means is, for example, if you play at like Evo, uh, this tournament sometimes you have to wake up to play your pools at like 8 a.m. or something and then semifinals won't start till like four or five and then you're playing your most important matches at the end of the night that's a whole goddamn day that you're playing you know and waiting for matches and all that and i'm definitely a player that can cool off during that time uh but if i'm constantly you know if i'm playing in a match or, or, or like a long set then you know i feel pretty confident it's just that marvel 2 specifically marvel 2 on a american you know mastic is it's work right that thing is a workout you have to put your weight into it so marvel 2 i definitely had you know had some stamina issues when it came to keeping up the level of intensity that you need to play strider doom at a high level on that joystick (laughs) actually come to think of it yeah like evo would be the best example of like of pure like training your tournament like yeah i mean do you do anything to are you a mental preparator or do you psych yourself up before matches like what's your general what's your ritual uh, you know what? I don't have. I used to have rituals. I don't have any rituals. Um, I will say though that if there are drinks around, I'll take a shot of something before I play. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> so I, I won't play so well if I'm straight sloshed. But if I have had a few drinks, I think I play a bit better. But yeah. generally, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't have any ritual or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, some people and, have I mean, a smoke. Yeah. Or a drink. Yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever it does to to, to help you. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, I, I don't believe in that kind of thing because there will be, uh, there are going to be moments or situations where you can't do your regular ritual and it's like, what, you're going to let that mess up your game, you know? So I, I'd rather just not have anything, up, you know, just go into it. Yeah. Yeah. So would you ever do, you know, like, let's just say hypothetically, because I don't think, like, another 15,000 US money match would that ever if that was to come again like despite the outcome like before what well, what would you, would you even consider it yeah of course i'm always down to play <laughs> oh man 15,000 US that that's a wow on a game on a set jeez man that's bravery man like no one no one around here would do it <laughs> i mean i'll be honest it, it, it wasn't fifteen thousand dollars out of my pocket, right? I'm not an idiot, <laughs> and I'm not—I'm not rich by any means. However, you know, pretty much all my—you know—everyone that I knew 
like everyone was at that match you know everyone came to watch that match it was like you know big boxing match type of deal right yeah and a consequence of that is all my friends are there and these guys are all putting you know i have a friend that put down 300 a friend that put down two two g's right wow you had the side bits yeah so these people are putting down like this is like serious money i mean at least you know all things like generally serious money and you know, it's one thing losing my own money, it's another thing losing someone else's money, right? So, and then uh, blaming you for it, yeah. I, I, well, you know, not, not blaming necessarily everyone, you know, had a good time in the match, thought it was a great match, but at the same time, I'm not trying to lose anyone's money, right? So, I'm going to try my best to win, of course. And the thing is, like, not even with just huge money matches, but just competition in general, right? Like, how, how often do how often do people's hearts really get beating, you know what I mean? Or get their adrenaline going. And uh, competition is one way to do that, right? And, you know, that's something that's something worth uh, experiencing and living for. Well, money matches do add a, a different a different uh, taste to the FGC platter, eh? Like, I, I quite enjoy money matches, at least salty money matches, you know, like the, the run back or someone that wants to prove, like, no, 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 I'm not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Some, if you put something on the line, right, then that money is the easiest thing to put on the line to make someone put play seriously. Well, if you had to money match someone right now, who would come? Right now? Yeah, like who's the first person that comes to mind? Um, see, it depends because I'm not one. I'm not really one to challenge people, right? Any of the big money matches or big matches I play is usually because the chap challenged me, and I'm not back down from that. So. <laughs> Uh, I, with that said, uh, the two people that have given me the hardest time in Marvel Infinite recently, uh, I've gotten second place to both of them at major tournaments. One of them is Dual Kevin, which just recently uh, he beat me 3-2 in, in grand finals uh, in New York. And then Chris G, who I played at Winter Brawl in Philly, who I also, he also 3-2'd me uh, in grand finals. I didn't get the reset on either of them. Uh, Jesus. I would say those are the two guys that I would like to be in, in Marvel right now. Chris G, man, he's a phantom. He's been around for donkey's years, just like you. Uh, you know what? He's so what I, from what I understand. So Chris G, you know, I don't think people consider him old school uh, because he wasn't really in the scene per se until Marvel three. But from what I understand, he used to be. Uh, uh, a player back in the day at Chinatown Fair in New York, he just wasn't, you know, no one started to get, like, really, really good until, or really known, I should say, until Marvel 3. But from what I understand, he's been around for for a bit. Mm. Back in the arcade days. Do you miss the, right. do you miss the arcades at all, man? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I miss, I miss the arcades a lot, and that's something that, uh, at least here in the States, that's never going to come back. That feeling is never going to be there again uh, for a lot of reasons, but that's fine, right? It's yeah, man. It's a different, a different day, but yeah, I miss arcades. I miss having a hub to go to for everyone to just show up and play and not have there be any, like, not having to, you know, coordinate to go to someone's house or invite them to yours. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want these people in my house. Like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> exactly. Now it's just like online chats. It's, and it's just like online chats and Discord pack. servers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it, uh, something missing from like casual play these days that 
that the arcade was really good for was, um, you know, it costs money. To, it costs a quarter to play, right? But it's two things. One, it costs a quarter, and two, if you lost, you have to go to the back of the line, and that automatically, those two things automatically put something on the line and force you to. Opposed to now, you know, you'll have a session of eight people, for example, four setups, and you'll just have, you know, two, uh, a pair of people on each setup just smashing rematch over and over and over, playing mindlessly, nothing on the line, right, and not even getting to play other people in the session. You're just playing against that guy that you're rematching over and over and over, and uh, I think. From from what I've seen, that's that's definitely a thing as at sessions these days, and it's not something that would happen in the arcade. You know, winner stays on. If you lose, go to the back of the line. You have to watch games until you get gets to your turn. Yeah, you have to watch and see. You know, like who you have to improve against. Yeah, why are they why are they winning and all that? Right. But now, again, if it is eight people at a session, it will just be you know four pairs of Players just hitting rematch over and over, and there's something there's something about that that uh, it's not it's not conducive to proper practice. Yeah, no, definitely, bro. Well, um, we'll just in we'll just have a little break for now, um, just for our listeners. So yeah, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello there everyone who's uh, been listening in and those who have joined in. I've got my guest Clockwork with me. Um, so I'll just pick it up. Sup man. Um, what, what's your, uh, what, what have you done for jobs? Have you ever been a, I'm trying to lead into it. Have you ever been a teacher at all? So, uh, I, I, uh, how do I say this? So 
I, I have taught at schools before, but I'm not a credentialed teacher. So legally, I'm not allowed to say that I'm a teacher, but I did teach for an academic uh, after school program. Uh, the only difference is I, I could only have the students from uh, four to six hours a day as opposed to the full, you know, eight hours that a regular teacher does. But, you know, I mean, I had to do lesson plans. I had my own classroom full of, you know, 30 students every single day. And I did that for uh, about, what, three, three to four years. Um, and I'm, I'm familiar with, I have experience working with uh, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. Uh, but yeah, I, I did that for a time. I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, I do have some teaching experience and I'm confident that I could be a, te a full-fledged teacher if I wanted to. What made you want to do teaching? Was it just, do you love working with the children or being a, an educator? Um, it was a combination of circumstance and I, I know I could, I could be good at it. Um, and I will say that of all the jobs I've had, that's definitely the most different and probably challenging job I've ever had. Uh, and I think that, um, there, 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 there's a, there's a difference between, uh, uh, working with, uh, students and working with adults in that, I think, uh, adults, I feel like a lot of times they have their own little motivations and, and, and aims and goals and and all that as opposed to children who they do have like at most they'll have like maybe petty motivations and all that but that they've, they've not yet been chiseled by <laughs> life and reality so it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a different perspective in just life in general when you're with children i think did any of them ever get under your skin you know like piss you off oh yeah absolutely <laughs> <Of course. laughs> Uh, that goes without saying but with that said yeah i yeah it, you know these are anytime i was working that job i would see these kids more than anyone else in my life including my family so uh just for the school year that was my family and yeah i loved all my students for sure i i, I ask if you were a teacher because um looking into you i heard that you ran i don't know if it's true but did i hear that you ran your own tournament and that you got like big players at the time to sign up to it? So uh, around 2013 or 14, maybe 13 or 12, um, I ran, I, I stopped uh, working at that job and, uh, but I still wanted to uh, give, like, give back to that community. So um, what I did was I ran a charity tournament and I got a bunch of players to come out. We did Marvel 3 and uh, Cross Tekken. And the point was to raise money for the after school program, which you know has very limited funding. A lot of times the teachers are, uh, and this goes for regular day too, is the teachers are paying for supplies and all this out of their own pocket, that kind of thing. And so I wanted to raise money for the entire program, which encompassed uh, 13 schools in the school district um to you know give them money for supplies and for you know to run events and all that and uh it was a huge success we raised like uh, what twenty five thousand bucks uh we were trending on twitter worldwide for eight hours uh and it was a great turnout we gave away a lot of prizes uh 
and yeah, it was awesome. It was called Fight for Youth, and we even uh, I even had uh, help from my buddy Ian, uh, who was doing cross counter at the time, uh, uh, film like document some of the prep for the tournament uh, and the tournament itself. Uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. You can find that on YouTube, I think. Ah, sweet man. Did the kids know that you were into? Uh, d- did they know your deceptive facade being clockwork? <laughs> I mean, they knew they knew that I I played video games and that was into games, but I, I don't think they cared that I played fighting games or anything. <laughs> like I didn't play like these kids; they play like Call of Duty. Oh God, Call of Duty Battlefield, man! Oh, yeah, yeah, and like Minecraft and all that. It's like it's kind of not my not my thing. So I don't think they they didn't care as much as you think they would. <laughs> so I didn't really. But that's still quite that's still quite nice doing a fundraiser, man. Like that, I'm sh- I'm sure that that would have got a lot of support. I'm assuming. Yeah, you know what? It, it went really well. It, it got it went so well to the point where I had like organizations calling me asking me to do the same thing for their organizations. Like, nah, I don't know, you guys. You know, don't you know? People are trying to just have me be a face to raise money for them. So I didn't agree to any of those. But yeah. uh, um, uh, Aces Prep, which is the the program that I was teaching for, you know, they were, uh, uh, they had a bunch of good, good pro- it was a good program and had a good, a lot of good people working for it, so I just wanted to help. No, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Um, do you come from quite a big family at all? Uh, I come from a family of five, just typical, two, two older brothers, uh, mom and dad. <laughs> oh, yeah? Were you a good yeah. child growing up at all? You weren't mean to your siblings? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm the I'm the youngest, so they were mean to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, I love I love my brothers and my, and my parents. We I had a I, I can't complain about my about my family. Mm. Do you consider anyone in the FGC um, family at all? Like, is there anyone that you really get along with? I mean, there's a lot of people that I mean I could sit here forever telling you about all the great people that I know and meet and all that. Uh, it's probably too much for for this. Uh, I will say that uh, my my current roommate, who we've been roommates for like four years now, uh, my friend Bill Wellman, uh, he's someone that I met through Marvel, and yeah, he's uh, he's that dude. I'll say that much. <laughs> the dude. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. But do you, do you socialize with a lot of the players outside? the competitive scene like just at least hang out with them uh you know what? i used to do that way more back in the day uh these days if i do that it's with some of the older players like when i was in new york just recently i was hanging out with uh like yikes and dominion uh chris matrix these guys are you know they're old school old school yeah we're from the same generation so i i find that uh if i'm hanging out with anyone outside the outside the scene uh, it's usually because they're from the same generation. Otherwise, that's you know, uh, they, those guys have their own thing going on. Yeah. So, like the younger generation, they're the mystery to you. They're off doing their own thing. Uh, not so much a mystery. It's just that you know, it's it's obvious when if it's if it's outside of games, then it, it uh, the, the the age discrepancy uh, becomes obvious to whoever's older. I feel. So, yeah. But you know, with that said, I love all the all the uh, the new guys, the, the new generation, we're in SoCal and all that. Yeah, they're all cool. Well, you've just said you, you don't really have a, a thing for esports. You don't really care about it. Um, but what are your thoughts with these new players that have come up and then in no time they get signed up to 
you know, like Evil Geniuses, Echo Fox, like even that kid Sonic Fox, you know, like to to kind of have it all in that short period of FGC time, you know, like what does that say to you as a as a veteran? Um, I mean, I respect uh, I respect high level play more than anything else, and so a lot of those guys are you know the world class players and you know deserve the accolades. Would you ever consider going um, d doing something else like you know, like what's do you have a passion project lined up when you finally transition away from fighting games, or are you going to be playing a warrior forever? Uh, I haven't played this long, so I, I thought that I would be stopping about now, but I haven't. It's just you know, it's it's difficult with uh, you know, my, I don't have. I don't have as much time as I used to, and I don't have as much. Uh, it's not that my drive has went down to compete. It's that uh, I feel like like I used to be one of the kids in the scene, you know, when I first came in, and now I'm one of the like at any given tournament, Marvel Infinite tournament that I enter. You know what I mean? So uh, it's 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 difficult for me to to carve out time and effort to compete. And that's why I like Marvel Infinite so much because the online is so good that I don't have to <laughs> go anywhere to, to play. Mm. I, I feel like the online play is legitimate. You could have a tournament on this and whoever's playing the best that day will win. Because um, I mean, you, you, you play fighting games, but you're a streamer as well. Um, you know what? It, it, I didn't start streaming until Marvel Infinite came out. So I, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a streamer because I haven't really put the kind of effort that a real streamer puts into it, right? Like I don't I don't try to make money off of it. I don't have like a fancy overlay. I barely even stream from my PC. I just kind of turn it on on PS4. So I mean, I guess I'm a streamer, but I kind of stream for fun, right? If I'm playing, I might as well turn the stream on. Yeah. Excuse me. But I mean, it's 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 interesting how no no it's all good, man. I was just saying like it's interesting how because I because we've had Justin Wong on this platform and I was just telling him you know it's interesting how people know you from from afar, like because someone mm -hmm. told me that you know you're quite a well-known player but you're not the most prolific player if I'm saying it in all due respect. But the, mm -hmm. have you had any outrageous people kind of come out to you? Like, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours. Yeah, clockwork. Oh, uh, yeah, it's definitely happened a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's always humbling when people tell me that they've been watching me since, well, it makes me feel old. I've had a few people tell me, yeah, but I grew up watching you play. Like, oh, man, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> but, you know, truth, the truth is, I was playing Marvel 2 in 2000. You know what I mean? And that was freaking 18 years ago. So my quote-unquote Marvel career is old enough to drink and smoke in the U.S., you know what I mean? Oh, wait, no, not drink and smoke, that's 21. Old enough to join the army, drive, and buy porn at the store. <laughs> buy porn. Hey, man, that's a long history. But, but yeah, I, it's always humbling when I hear people tell me, oh, yeah, you're like, girl, you're my Christian's player, you're the reason I play fighting games, and it's a... It's, uh, it's something that always it uh, always surprises me, I guess, when it happens. But uh, I've been around forever, you know. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, if they were ever to write a FGC history book, you know, then I'm, you know, I'm sure you'd be definitely a footnote at least. You know, people <laughs> like you and Justin Wong, like they should probably do that. They should actually make some kind of like FGC history law book or something. Yeah, there would only be a few people that are qualified to write that book. But oh sure yeah, the, you need I'm the sure proper if people. Written, it won't be any of those people writing it, right? <laughs> yeah. Nah. Well, do, do you, just just a fun question. Do you have any uh, Do you have any interesting stories on on players? Any dirty laundry tales? Mm. Oh, you know, like um, like Justin had one where him and Daigo were trying to get chicken nuggets late at night, and they ended up getting like visited by the police. Oh shit, man! <laughs> man. You live life on the edge. I don't, I don't know if there's any stories that uh, I'd be uh, willing or should share on, on this uh, podcast. <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. <laughs> Maybe if we have a private conversation, I can tell you. That's nah, right. Well, have you have you been in a in, in a complicated situation, like in a tournament, um, mm. like a controller disconnect or someone popping off, and uh, I don't know. Uh, how about this? Uh, I'll, I'll say that there was this one time where. I, you know what? There's stuff like this has happened a few times. This is off the top of my head. I'm sure there are more interesting stories than this. Um, I was at this event in Irvine. Uh, it's a city over here, and some of my buddies said, "Hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go play at my place afterwards." So it was Marvel Three. Uh, you should just stop by. I was like, "All right, cool." He had a new. It was my buddy. He had a new place, so I went over there. And so this is like a, a, a closed, uh, like a closed, uh, cl- a gated community. So, uh, you know, you go in, you go in, you get buzzed in or whatever, and I parked, and the thing is, I, I didn't know exactly where it was, but uh, I don't know if you've been to any big tournament every, usually you could do your buttons, right? Yeah. So I was, you know, following my nose, uh, following my ear, I should say, for buttons, so I was walking around uh, a few houses down, and I heard buttons, and I heard, like, Nova, and I heard Frank West and all that, so I was like, oh, okay, they're here. <laughs> so I knock on, knock on the door and some guy answers the door that I've never seen before and he was like, uh, hey clockwork and I was like, uh, is this so and so's place? And he was like, uh, no, I think he lives like, uh, down the way. And I was like, oh, damn, uh, you want to play anyway? <laughs> so I went and these two, guys, these two strangers I'd never met before, they played Marvel and they know how to play. So I sat down and started playing with him. And I remember I got a I got a call um, on my phone saying, "Hey, dude, like, where you at? Like, like, what happened?" I was like, "I don't know. I, uh, I'll, I'll call you back." I'm wow. And it turns out these guys were just they went to they also went to UCI, which is uh, uh, UC Irvine, uh, and UC Irvine is known for they have a decent fighting community there, that university. And these guys are students at the university, and they lived in the same place that, that my buddy lived. But they were not part of like the set. They, they were. They just so happened that they were playing Marvel, like that day, you know, with the door open, so I can hear the buttons. But it was not the session I was looking for. <laughs> I think we. I think we all have an acute ear for the games that we love. Like we can hear the background noise of like Kazuya or Dante or something, and then it's yeah, just like, ooh, yeah, I, if ooh, I hear a fighting game, yeah, and all that. So I, yeah, it was. I, I thought that that was where the games were happening and it was where the games were happening but not the session I was in. <laughs> God, that's so brave though just to walk into a stranger just like, oh yeah, I'll just have some sets with you and him just opening the door knowing who you are. <laughs> yeah, because you know, the whole reason was that 
he knew who I was. He's like, oh, hey, clockwork. And I was like, okay, well, you know, he knows who I am. So probably down to play. Like, it's not a big <laughs> I know you. I know you already said that you don't care about you. You know, like you, you know your thoughts about MVCI and stuff. And I'm sure you've been asked this a lot. But the mm. e, the Evo absence of that game mm. did that touch a nerve to you at all? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, it, it wasn't even so much. Again, it, uh, Marvel Infinite. It's a game that's got caught up in corporate politics that have nothing to do with us. You know, as players or the scene or anything like that, and it's really unfortunate. Um, so I'm sure that, and I and I, I said this publicly, like I, I'm sure that there's plenty of reasons why the game's not at Evo. There's like you know, money and sponsors involved, and now there's like huge, you know, there's huge IP issues and Marvel and Disney and all that. So you know, whatever, right? I think what pissed me off, I think the issue for me personally. Was not that Marvel's not at Evo because Marvel's going to be at Evo. You know, it's going to be people there playing. There's going to be a huge side turn and all that. That's not the issue. The issue for me is when Mr. Wizard publicly said on the Twitch stream with a, a Evo reveal with you know tens of thousands of people watching. He said the reason why Marvel's not at Evo is like ah, oh, I think it doesn't seem like people are playing. Wow. And yeah. That, that's what pissed me off. And it's like you you're gonna. It, you, it, Evo claims to be this beacon of you know the scene and 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 being welcoming to new players and all that. Well, it's like, well, what about all these people? You know, what about the hundred people that I just saw at, at Canada Cup that were playing this game and the people that you know have been traveling and playing and all the people that play online and all. It's like it, it really pissed me off when he said that. And it's like not only did everyone hear that, but then this thing was published in like you know gaming publications and all that when it's obviously a lie. Obviously, a it lie. is, yeah, a huge lie, and you're just gonna say that like in front of everybody, and it it really pissed me off. You got triggered, eh? And it, and it get it got me disillusioned with the scene, to be honest. It, 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 it's like, well, if if people in charge are gonna be acting like this and blatantly lie, and everyone's gonna be, and the thing is, everyone's cool with it. Like, I feel like I'm one of few people who called that out, and. It, it really got me disillusioned with the scene, and it really got me to reinforce, double down on my stance that I don't give a shit about like, Paul. So I'll say this, and I don't mean I, I don't mean for anyone to take this the wrong way. No, 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 you're a good man. But, but when uh, back in the day, uh, it, when when you know we play at the arcades and we're competing and all that, that was the most important thing was that you were a player right if you were uh and i felt like that's what drew me to fighting games was that uh especially back in the day is truly a meritocracy right the players that got respect were the players that were good and everyone else had to climb that mountain like try to dethrone whoever was on top but now when you have esports involved and you have Money involved. You get people who are, you know, not not. It doesn't matter if they're like not good at the game, right? So they're trying to be like an inclusive scene or whatever. But when you have people who like don't even care about the scene or don't even care about the games, and you have people who are just trying to make a buck or have all these other all these other motivations that are not getting good at the game. And that's like it's whack to me. It's so whack. 
And I think what happens with with what happens when you pump money into any any scene or anything like this is you get people that who are not there. Like what, the thing that's most important to me is just getting good at the game and, and developing your style and trying to be the best. And everything besides that, it's like it's it's so whack to the point that it disgusts me. Like when you have these people who are in charge who aren't about the game or the players, and it's. And people are afraid to speak their minds. They don't want to step on toes, burn bridges, and all that. It's just the whole thing is just whack to me. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's why I just I stick to competing. You know, and it's and it's unfortunate because I know I can make a difference as far as like helping organize, being this you know public figure or whatever. But it's like that stuff is just all that stuff is besides the game. Once you start adding everything else, it's politics. It's it's who's popular. It's who has influence. Who has money? Who does this? Who does that? And like that, all that shit is whack to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, I do, man. I think you're onto something as well because, like, just hearing what you've said, you know, like a lot of people, like even from the outside, just think, oh, you know, esports. It's just, you know, it's about the sponsorship and being promoted. And it's like, no, it's so much more than that. You're right. It's the, it's the politics. It's having that sense of creativity being controlled i mean the thing that got me about evo was when they were announcing the list and you know they had that glass table with the hats underneath yeah they had the marvel hat i think at some point it got swapped out and then it went to a different colored hat and i'm like thinking wow like they are really throwing this game to the side it, yeah it's just like it, it i don't know like i, I just I don't. If it's outside of the game's politics, and I'm not interested, basically. Yeah. I, I, I guess that makes me like a snobbish, like purist or something like that. But fighting games are fighting games, man. And fighting games are about, you know, competing with others, right? Self growth and all that. You know, and I agree with you. I, res I, I respect your comment. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think when it comes to, when it comes to like. Uh, and, and the thing is that it, it's it's two sides. It's it's I understand both sides of it because really my my view of it it's really it's something of exclusion, right? Where only only the good only the good players are the ones that demand respect. And you know that that's it's 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 an old school way of thinking. And new school is like, well, you, you want to be inclusive, even if you're not good at the game. There's other things you can do. You can help organize. You can do videos teach or you you know stuff like that and when it comes to sponsorships you know you can be like a personable player and all this and i understand all of that right that, that that's what what comes with uh inclusive being inclusive right you want to you know grow the scene and i understand that right but i'm from the arcade you know and and when it comes to the arcade you know players come first and skills are what matter yeah no i agree i mean the one thing that gets to me about esports is you have young players that do get sponsorship and that's cool <clears throat> but the fact is that they're not really the ambassador they're not really the good ambassador that i think the fgc deserves like it, they pretty much just become about themselves they don't really give back to the community it's all about you know them their image and how many titles they can accumulate which kind of ties into what you said you know about that idea of you know just being in total control of of their own situation but it's like you're right you know in the arcade it was different you know you grew up 
harder in a harder stronger environment and yeah you're right it was about the game it was about the players it wasn't about who got the highest paid sponsor to to send them to how many tournaments yearly you know yeah and, and you know i'm not i'm not gonna say that i've never uh gotten involved in what money when it comes to fighting games you know i've, I've gotten paid for gigs and all that stuff and i've found employment through fighting games and all that but when it comes to i think I think I think I, I think what I'll say is for me, just competition is paramount, and I think that when uh, competition is paramount, and I think Evo was built upon competition being paramount, you know, and yeah. I think for them to just lie, right, and be deceitful about people not playing the game, I think it was just it it it, it, it put me off so bad. No, that's cool. And, I mean, and it put me off so bad that people weren't outraged about it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you wouldn't have been the only one, man. I mean, I don't play Marvel as a game. I do like watching it. Um, but its absence at Evo is really... Yeah, it was very disturbing. And I mean, the talk about the game being removed from Steam, PlayStation Store, and, you know, on apparently October this year, like, you know, that pretty much marks the end of that era but you're right it, we should be focusing more on the players and just the scene in general yeah you know what and again like right evil is their tournament they can do as they please so i'm not even knocking them for not having it right that's not the point the point is what he said about the players which is essentially that they don't they they actually were playing they actually didn't go out to those tournaments and they don't exist and that was whack <laughs> that's nah, all good man well, but yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'll, you know I, I do this for fun. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get paid for playing or anything like that. I don't make money off of playing. So that's why I don't care about all this politics and esports and all that. Because my, my livelihood does not depend on this kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, there are players who they try to make their livelihood around it, and I respect that. And that's fine. Do what you love. But it, it's at it's at odds with my view of fighting games and it being about competition and players yeah no that's yeah i really yeah i've really enjoyed that little segment man yeah i think like just the view on esports for me in general has changed um like kind of doing this podcast just hearing like you know people's opinions like the overseas opinions as well as seeing it especially the evo um game announcement kind of yeah kind of shifted my opinion towards it yeah esports is so lame <laughs> it's because we're all it's because we're old you know like we're just like oh come on we can do better than this you know better than branding yeah, and it, it wouldn't even be it's not necessarily bad to pump money into something right or whatever but it's like look at the look at the quality of a lot of this esports stuff it's like it's so it's so obviously stale it's so obviously like there's like soulless in a lot of ways and are like pretentious and all that it's like the scene is strong enough to to have events and and and, and showcase matches and all that without any of the lame esports fluff you know what i mean i don't know i'm just ranting. no 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 it's good man it's good man that's what we want we we want your ranting i i'm sorry shit. hey whatever. hey whatever man it's okay it's esports who cares <laughs> Cool. Well, we're just going to take our uh, final break now. So, yeah, don't go away. You know, don't uh, don't jump out of the house just yet. We will be right back. Kia ora. This is Wooly Wolves, and you're listening to 
the Salt Shaker Podcast. Hey, what's up guys? Thanks for those that have been listening and to those who have just joined in. I've got my guest Clockwork with us. Mm, what's up? Hey, what's up man? And we're just going to wind up. This is our third segment. So, um, Clockwork, do you have anything that you want to accomplish this year? Like, by the end of 2017, you want this done? Maybe 2018? Oh, God, 2018. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> I'm living, <laughs> living in the past. Yeah, is there something you want to do this year that you want to tick off? Um, I'd have to think about it. I mean, Marvel-wise, I would like to, you know, improve two or three-fold than uh, my current my, my current level. Uh, I'd like to beat Chris or, or, or Kevin or whoever I play in Grand Finals and whatever majors I go to, uh, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really bad about setting goals and stuff like that, so I, I'd have to think about it. <laughs> Sorry for No, no, it's cool. Uh, are you are you more that person that sets a goal a week? Like, you kind of look no further than the week? Uh, no, not so much that. I think I just don't operate like that, which is you know, something I should probably work on, right? Setting, like, long-term goals as far as, like, what I'm trying to accomplish and all that. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess I should probably mention this now. It's the best time. We have our uh, second major happening this year called Waikato Arena, Ram- Arena Rampage, which is happening in Hamilton. And we actually have a grudge match, a money match planned uh, with two players over here. Um, and it's nothing big. It's only $100 New Zealand, which is nothing. <laughs> That's cool. But um, I'm, I want to ask you, because one player uses Ultron and Dante. And the other player uses Dante and Thanos. So they got Dante, they just switched the, the order, and they both like using the reality stone. Yeah. If both players were of equal skill level, like say yourself, 
who would you give the edge to? Mm. So Ultron and Dante versus a Dante and a Thanos both have the reality stone. I'm just assuming this is going to be their pick because this is what they usually do. This is their usual lineup. Mm, I, it's hard to say. It's hard to say, but I just was like thinking, who would you give it to? Hard to say because I don't really know uh, what Thanos is capable at, at the highest level. Um, so I'll say that if um, I'll say that if the Thanos player shows up, that he uh, there's a if, 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 I'll say if he's a character specialist, he's a Thanos specialist. So So only if he's a Thanos specialist that you give him the edge. That's correct. Okay. Like it, if he if he like if he's the kind of player that plays Marvel because he loves Thanos and he plays Thanos because you know he's in the game, then I think he has a chance to win. Okay. But I you know I'd like to see him play. Yeah, no, I'm just just getting your opinion. Like Ultron as a character, is he he's quite strong, is he? Yeah, he's strong and he has good mobility, but uh, he takes a bit of work. Um, and Thanos, I he has potential, uh, but I think uh, high level. I've seen very little high high level Thanos, but I've seen it, and I've gotten my ass kicked by it. But if I had to take a guess, uh, I would say that yeah, unless the Thanos player is a Thanos specialist where Thanos is his best character and he's never going to switch away then the Ultron player is probably the one. But okay. I, I, I would have to see him play it. That's without, that's without me seeing them play it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just getting like, you know, just l even playing field. Like if they were both equal, they were using these characters, that's the stone. Like, who would you give the, who would you give it to? Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, the game's early and I'm a, I'm a, I'm an optimist when it comes to characters' potentials, so it, it, the obvious answer would be the, the Ultron player would win. The Ultron player, not, okay. But that, but that's not, it's not so obvious, right? So I don't know. Yeah, no, that's all good. Um, well, do, do you even, do you even what, I'm assuming because you play the game Marvel vs. Capcom, are you, are you into any of the comics at all, like the movies? Uh, I'm into the movies. I mean, I, I, I just watched Ragnarok on the airplane uh, the other week and it was good. Now that was directed by a New Zealand guy, so how how, how did you enjoy that? <laughs> no, it was it was better than it was better than most of the other ones I've seen recently. Like Doctor Strange was alright, whatever, and then I didn't like any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, even though they're funny, but uh, you know I don't really care for them. Oh. But it, it was good because it was it had uh, decent writing and a coherent story, so that's already asking a lot <laughs> from blockbuster movies these days, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I'd be lying if I said I was like a huge like Marvel Comics fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I like movies. Nah, definitely the movies are easier. Um, the favorite, definitely the favorite character um, over here uh, for that film was the, um, was the rock guy, Korg? Yeah, because that, that's the director, right? Yeah, that's his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so from New that's yeah, accent from New Zealand. That's cool. Man. So yeah, definitely, man. So if you liked his humor, then you will love New Zealand a hundred percent. That's what you're in store for. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Like, <laughs> character's very likable. <laughs> so, like with Infinity War coming out in April or May, are you are you quite? Who who do you think's going to kick the bucket in that film? Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not really one that speculates. 
like what's gonna happen in movies and shows and all that. I just like watch it when it comes out. That's all. <laughs> Who's your favorite Marvel character then? Ah, uh, jeez. Favorite Marvel character of all time or from? Uh, whatever. Uh, jeez. I don't know. I mean, I'm a Doctor Doom fan. As far as you know, I like the character, but uh, I'd say in the movies, jeez, uh, I don't know. Uh, Captain America's pretty cool. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so Captain America. I, I don't think he's strongly enough to give you a good answer. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. That's all good. Um, okay, well, I guess I just have a question. Um, it's a basic question we ask every guest. Who yeah. is your fighting game waifu? Fighting game waifu? Yeah. It's Monster Hunter. Wow, really? That easy? Yeah, she's awesome. She's my... Yeah, besides Strider, she's part of my favorite character, character in the game. She's awesome. And she's pure. Yeah, we have to protect them. Because I, I love the outfit that they gave Ken for Street Fighter, which is the Monster Hunter outfit. She looks so cool in that game. Yeah, you know what? It has to be that outfit, that color, that face. I know, you know, Monster Hunter, she's just... Uh, the one in, Cap in Marvel's Capcom is just like a generic face, but that if, if I were to play Monster Hunter, it would have to be that armor, and that face, and that voice, and all that. Yeah, I really I really like the Monster Hunter character in my life. <laughs> okay. Well, Mon okay, I wouldn't have thought that. I actually would have thought, well, I would have thought, like, Gamora, at least. <laughs> nah, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter? Yeah, I know. Don't want to piss her off. Yeah, seriously. Okay. Um, well, before we wind things up, um, I just want to thank you for, you know, accepting being on the podcast. Is there anything you want to say to... Uh, finish up anything you want to say to your New Zealand fans any shout outs any declarations of I don't know salt to anyone uh no just I don't know thanks, thanks for listening I guess uh um I, I worked on a game recently and it got released uh, two months ago it's, it's called uh, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition so yes you were the combat designer for that game weren't you yeah, yeah. so if anyone's listening if you uh if you want, please check out the game. Let me know what you think. You might not be the intended audience, but that's alright. Let me know what you think about the, uh, about the combat. <laughs> no, well, definitely. Final Fantasy XV, the Pocket Edition. Yeah. Um, what, what made you want to create that? Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I got hired, hired on to do, and uh, I heard that... Uh, once I heard it was Final Fantasy, yeah, I was there in a matter of two weeks to, to work on it, and... Uh, the team we worked really hard on it, and it, it's gotten uh, really good reviews. I think it had for like three million downloads or something. So uh, I'm really proud of it. I usually am not someone that like puts my business out there like that. Like I even have it in Twitter profile and all that. But yeah, the team really worked hard on it, and it, uh, I just want people to play it. Yeah, no, for sure. Know. It definitely needs some attention. Um... Oh, actually, speaking of Final Fantasy XV, did you ever check out Noctis for Tekken 7? No, not for Tekken 7, but I use him in Dissidia. Oh, in Dissidia? Oh, yeah. No, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't checked him out in so I hear he's, he's really cool. It's kind of strange that he's in Tekken instead of Soul Calibur, but, you know, whatever. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of people were just saying, yeah, he belongs in, in a Soul Calibur game. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll be in Soul Calibur uh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I won't complain. I think Noctis is cool. Would you touch Soul Calibur, for, uh, Soul Calibur 6 when it comes out? I'll try it out. I used to play Soul Calibur back in the day. I used to play all fighting games back in the day. Mm. Uh, I'll check it out. 
for sure. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Um, well, thank you again for joining us, bro. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. No, no, for sure. Um, we have a drawing of you and a little, a little something, something that we give out to people as a thank you. So we'll we'll send that to you via Twitter or, you know, whatever, man. Oh, thank you. Sweet. Thank you so much. That's nah, all good. And thank you to those who have been listening. Um, yeah, we will see you at war. Yeah, see you there. <laughs> <laughs> In spirit. <laughs> Okay, we'll catch you all later. See ya.